initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. You understand that? It's live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Fishy locked into another episode of the infamous hour. I am your host, the world famous, the infamous Amadeus. Some dumbass nigga on uh on Instagram or Facebook said when he seen my flyer that the word infamous should not be mentioned with nothing except mob deep. Now, I take offense to this because we know we have relationships with these guys. Yeah. And, you dumb motherfucker, I purposely named myself after fucking Mob Deep. You cunt, lip, neck motherfucker. Fuck these wrong <laughs> niggas. You can't pay attention to social media nowadays because if you pay attention to social media too much, you will be aggravated. Right. Like, no, you really take heed to the comments and you really realize how cruel the world is. When you listen, when you watch social media, I mean, they are bluntly honest, and a lot of them really have no lives. They just jerk off and watch Pornhub all day, and they have nothing better to do but to talk <laughs> shit about people they they want to be like. <laughs> Here in the infamous side, I think we're gonna start like some antivirus kit or something for these haters on social media, where you kind of like upload it and they fucking page get deleted, or maybe like a fat. Uh, well, what's that fucking shit that Jamaicans be doing? They be jumping off the tables and fucking <laughs> killing bitches and shit like that, or, or, or like the the, the the super fat bitches that be crushing <laughs> niggas' fucking heads and shit. What's does anybody know the name of this dance? Can anybody pull this up? We're gonna dance on these niggas. I saw a clip I think 50 Cent posted it It was a fat bitch She was like 797 pounds And she jumped in the air In slow motion And landed on a nigga Who was the size of Party G And when she landed She landed on this nigga head His head jerked In a different motion That I'd never seen before I think one of his Fucking eyeballs came out uh, R.I.P. to that guy Shout out to everyone who's been listening to the Infamous Hour so far here on Live 89 FM. If you've been subscribing on uh, Spotify, Pandora, and all the different outlets, we are about to hit 70,000 plays in about three, four episodes. I don't know how many episodes it's now, so shout out to them. Um, yesterday, we we, uh, we we did my uh, birthday party. Well, day before yesterday. That's how drunk I am. Uh, day before yesterday, we did my birthday party at Mercury Lounge. It was a great experience. And if you saw my show set, you saw I did a new record. Right, the new record, and I'm saying it's scary and ooh, spooky and all that. But um, you know, it's it's just not Halloween. This is the infamous hour. We're just talking to you, ooh, like some creepy shit. I I don't have like a creepy sound, but uh, let me see. We could try something like this, or something like that. Someone informed me today that Torres had whack weed. I didn't know that because I no. I, this is the infamous hour. We talk the real shit. Yeah. Every single showcase that I go that we go to. He takes a part of the showcase to dedicate to the promotion of the bud, but <laughs> yeah. the general consensus is that the fucking weed is trash. <laughs> yeah. We got to take my nigga uptown. Yeah. Where are we going with the weed? We got to work on this shit. Niggas kidding. Now, Party said the weed was good. I fuck with it. I fuck with one of that shit. But Gay said the weed was doodle. Yeah, Gay said it, it was doodle? trash. It's regular. He said it was regular. Yeah, I mean... So, so back to the scary records. There's a new record coming out. It's called Scary. <laughs> you're going to hear me... Uh, uh, on this record You're gonna hear this record On Shade 45 And it's not my record It's my guy Party G's record He's in the building What's going on man Party G Drives Multiple hours 
and puts multiple miles on his car for the dedication and the hunger of hip hop. <laughs> How many miles do you think he have driven in the a last lot. year? A lot, <laughs> a lot, that ass. Like that, I when I get drunk, I can't even drive to the Bronx, and that's like five miles. But you, my friend, drive all the way back to Africa when you leave that's Angels Nightclub. That's a fact. I was and, just in three different boroughs today. Any any like weird stories like driving back when you when you're litty? Nah, it's just like it'd be dark, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my time, you know what I'm saying? Taking my time after the litty nights. I mean, you're here from New York City, but you stay upstate New York. The temperature yeah. upstate's a little different Shout right now. Uh, uh, we got a lot of bars coming out, but where you are, is it bars or is it like still nah, in, in the new wave? Um, they've got like their own style. They doing bars now. Now they doing bars because you know they see people getting back into it. But mm-hmm. you know, they get into that drill rap right now. The, the, the drill rap, uh, RP mm-hmm. Pop Smoke. Uh, we gotta get round of applause yeah, for Pop Smoke. Um, I said on the other podcast that there's not that many people have changed the sound of New York, and we have to give you credit. Yeah. Um, does it annoy you maybe sometimes when they kind of compare your style to like Max B or the nah, French Wave really, or not really because it's like that's who I was listening to free Max B you know what I mean not really so it's just like a new version of the wave of my generation mm-hmm. you know what I mean because they older than me so I feel like my generation is like the new wave sound mm-hmm. basically so when you were coming up these are the guys you were listening to Max yeah, B yeah Max Styles French mm-hmm. Max B Max B had an incredible wave because his wave is literally based on mixtapes. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really no on album. Well, he wasn't even really on that many records. Like, mm. if you think about, it, I know he's on Bird Gang Money. He was on a few records. Um, you think mixtapes may come back eventually and, and kind of like circulate through the streets? I mean, there's no CDs no more, but you think maybe there's room for that for people to grow on it? It depends on how you promote your, you know, your project and what platform you put it on as a mixtape. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't be like always going for the money neither. Though you gotta be with mixtapes. I think you going more for like the fan base because you're not really getting bread off that nowadays. Yeah, it's not like back in the days where you out the trunk with it. Mm-hmm. So you more likely going for the fan base when you drop music on a mixtape. Yeah, artists miss a lot of opportunities by not taking that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, Sirius XM is obviously in Times Square, and there's hundreds of guys yeah, uh, basically giving out CDs, and you know, free though. Well, no, they, they charge them. They trying to get cracker money when, Damn. you know, they're going back to fucking Idaho, wherever they're from, and then I'm walking by every fucking day, and I never get a CD, like <laughs> ever get a CD. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of miss an opportunity. So it kind of goes back to what you say. So should money be long-term and guys shouldn't worry about bread now? Yeah, you shouldn't because you should be like, you know what's going to, you're working towards that. Like you got to be rich in the soul first before you touch major paper. So you're working towards that goal. But in the process, you're becoming a better person by getting. You're gonna by the time you get to have the money, you're gonna know how to control it instead of just getting it and then it's all gone. Basically, yeah. especially um, for street niggas, give a street nigga a good twenty bands. That should be gone yeah. if he's not smart enough. Yeah, you know what I mean? you've been working hard. You've been dropping a lot of mixtapes consistently. Like how many mixtapes do you have out now? Like if you could go to the whole catalog and I got like I got like six. Six mix, six mixtapes out. Is it like so, like a method when you're dropping the mixtapes? Is it like a calculator? Is it like, you know what, fuck it, I'm recording. I'll just drop as I go along. Um, I just record within time. You know what I mean? Whatever the, time, the moment is, and I just record. It's not, a lot of things don't be like pre-recorded. It's just like if I hear the beat or I get the beats at the time, and I can record. Because I got the studio at, at the crib. You know what I mean? So if I feel a beat, I could just record it and then put a project together. Mm-hmm. The sound has changed I remember when I first met you 
you were very like strip clubbish and but now you're kind of like navigating more into the bars and 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 you can actually hang hang in that lane. So when the album comes, like, are we getting a combination of both or what exactly? Nah, this, is, this is strictly bars, like strictly hip hop, straight wave. There's no like, there's no no club joints on that. So because like the club is just, I tried that wave already. It's just I got I got born with it. Really going out every night, same shit. You know what I mean? So. I just want to give them music now, timeless music. The the club situation has become. I mean, it, it's literally killed the strip club industry. Yeah, here in New York City, I don't know if they do this in other places, but relying so much on unsigned artists to pack your venue has kind of killed the entire strip club industry. But should like a regular club take that approach? And give guys like more of a leeway to play records because they don't really play records in a regular club. Yeah, they don't. So should they do that and you know dibble and dabble with unsigned artists a little more? They should. They should once in a while, you know, have an unsigned artist come through, record. I mean, record. You know, do a performance actually, do a performance, play their record, drop it one time, see how it goes. Once in a while though, just to see what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just reach out because it'd be hard though for unsigned artists to. Get they shit played in the club. You high as fuck, because I can't even see your goddamn eyes. This nigga's chinky-eyed fucking Chinese. Uh, what's the fucking guy that was on the cereal box with the glasses? I think it was Mr. Magoo. I forgot his name. I'm going to find that shit, and I'm going to send it to you. To you. Um, how many blunts do you smoke a day? God damn it, that nigga smell like a lot of weed in I don't know. I don't if you know. could calculate how much weed you think you smoke in a day. Probably like an like eighth. Like an eighth? Eighth is good. Yeah, I get a, a little thing for that. Like All right, so what do we have coming up? We have a project coming up, EP. Yeah, what do we have? called Me coming out, EP. Nice. It's like nine tracks on it. Okay. Produced by like uh, Jimmy Dukes and Boga. Okay. So oh, Boga's dope. Give it yeah, up for Boga. Yeah, it's going to be fire. And what do we have coming up in the next year? Um, I got an album coming out underneath you know, the label, the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. We working on a project we got going on. Mm-hmm. And just kicking the door in. You know, I just want to travel more. Yeah, outside of New York. Yeah, this year and start busting plays. All right, so yeah. what, what record are we gonna get into right now? We just get into a record. What record you want to hear right now? Um, that drop scary. Oh, we gonna drop scary. I drop scary tonight. All right, this is the infamous hour. Uh, let's get out the social media, Instagram. What's the social media? You gotta pull out the phone. God damn it. Uh-huh. The real party G. The real party G. The real party G. That was easy. I right, give it up for my guest party G in the building. I just direct for scary feature myself, the infamous Sam Deus. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the infamous hour on social media platforms. And you can always catch it on www.boombapnation.com. The infamous Amadeus. Yeah, yeah, what up? This is your boy Uncle Murder. And right now you rocking with the infamous Amadeus. Whoa! Right back. Testing. Testing. Testing one two. One two. Testing, testing, one two. Uh We good? We good? Yo, that's a good question. Go ahead, screen. Get the captain here. That's all we need. This should be played. Should be played. Should be played as loud as possible. You hear me? Turn it up. It's going in. It's going in. I'm getting excited just hearing about it. 
Alright, we're back here on the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Hour Days, but you should fucking know that already because you're watching my goddamn podcast and my radio show, which you subscribe to Spotify, YouTube, and, and all the different platforms that we have it available to do wave and radio. Shout out to the FM stations that are picking up the Infamous Hour. And of course, make sure you tune in to me on Shade 45, Sirius XM, every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. If you're a listener, an avid listener of the Lord Sears special or my drunk mix, you heard me on my birthday, March 9th. And, you know, March 9th is in, in the hood is National Biggie Day. So uh, we, we did a dope B.I.G. mix, which you could catch on my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash infamous Amadeus. Right now, the guy in front of me, the jewelry's blinging, the spider's blinging, radiating off the light and blinging me my goddamn eye. That's that Southern Hospitality, Louisiana Show. shit. Oh, where we from, Louisiana? Yeah, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, Give it up for tech time. in the building. Yeah, uh, is this your first time in New York? Second time. How you like New York? I fuck with the vibes out here. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's cool. cold as a motherfucker. Oh, shout to that motherfucker. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't get cold at all in Louisiana, right? Yeah, but it'd be like up and down. Like, the weather out there crazy. Like, it'll be cold tomorrow. Next day is hot as a motherfucker, like just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Crazy. What, what does it sound like in Louisiana um, um, right now, as far as like the current artists? Like, what, what is, are we getting like the typical like old school South sound? Is, is it a cross in between like what we're hearing on radio? Yeah, it's like a cross. It's like a cross on some shit, but it's more like pain music and shit out there. Like, mm-hmm. that's what like they fucking with pain music and a lot of street shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bang bang, shoot them up, shit. I always find, and I mentioned this here on the podcast, that when I when I talk to some of the new artists, um, especially like up north, well, they don't really give us pain. They just kind of turn up. But why in your area are artists still resonating with their daily lives and giving this type of uh, sound on their records? I mean, <clears throat> it just was relevant to a nigga out there. Pain, struggle, everybody going through that shit. Everybody can relate to that shit. And like... It ain't much out there. A nigga ain't shining, having a lot of... You don't even see foreigners in the city like that. So a nigga be lying if they go to rapping about that shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, nigga from my city gonna put your ass on the spot. Your whole background gotta check out. Like, mm-hmm. for real. So nigga just be, you know, rapping about the struggle. Really. Mm-hmm. So street credibility in Louisiana is still is still important at this point, you would say, right? Motherfucking right, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but should artists like... Divide street from hip hop Like especially like When you achieve a certain level Or should they just say Fuck that We still navigating The way we did on the block I mean I feel like they should Cause you gotta be on Some business shit But I'm still like I'm fucked up with it Cause I'm still on Some street credit shit Like with me Like But I I still like Know the business I ain't about to just You know I ain't about to fuck with him But if a nigga rat I ain't fucking with it Like I ain't getting on a song with him mm-hmm. Now Louisiana I know we got a, a bunch of dope food spots I mean let's talk about mm-hmm. the food Motherfuckers here on Infamous Hour We like to fucking eat Fucking right We young fat niggas We like to eat If we go to Louisiana Boudin Rouge right Is I say it right Bouton Rouge How, how do you say Baton Rouge Baton Rouge, Rouge. Alright yeah. so, so if I go there Where is the top three food spots That I should go to Shit I'm Baton Rouge uh, You gotta go to Tony's Seafood Okay. Go get the boudin balls, you hear me, all that type of shit. Um, red beans and rice and shit. You got to go to, um, damn, you got to go to blue, the blue stove for that chicken. Mm-hmm. Believe that. You got to do that. And um, what the fuck else there? Oh, boiling root. Boiling root for sure. The sickest. Mm-hmm. Um, seafood, ca- um, Cajun, all that shit. 
The best. So if you're down in Louisiana, you got to make sure you check out some of these food spots. Now, we have a new project coming out. By the time they'll hear this, is yeah. Sunday. But the, a project actually comes out tomorrow. What's the name of the project? What's the uh, vibes that we're getting on this joint? It come out Friday, March 13th. You hear me? Web Life 3. I'm talking about best fucking album of the year. You hear me? Biggest spider, biggest fucking tarantula walking, earth dropping. Feb- I mean, on Friday, 13, March 13, y'all go fuck with that. Web Life 3. Mm-hmm. We, we saw you on social media recently uh, with the whole gunner situation, with the spider shit. I mean, how did that whole situation come about originally? That shit, that shit crazy. That shit came about... Um, I just seen them just going like they with the spider wave. They got the spider this, they spider that. They calling each other big spider and shit. And I'm just like, you know, like, man, that's our shit. We been pushing this shit for years and years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I got to stand on that shit and let a nigga know what it is. Or they, they on a bigger platform and shit. So if I don't speak up, they just going to run with a nigga shit like we wouldn't never there. But niggas in my DM and all that shit, niggas know who a nigga is. They very familiar with a nigga. You know what I'm saying? But now they, you know, but that's that's all that shit about. You know what I'm saying? Just like Columbus. They was acting like he was the one discovered um, America the whole time. It was the fucking Indians or whoever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That was they shit first. Mm-hmm. But he get the glorified. He get the day. Because mm-hmm. he... On a bigger platform, or he white or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like that, and that's the same type of situation with that. But we standing on this shit, we standing on our a big spider, you hear me, Luop. Mm-hmm. So, so the spider reference for those who may not be familiar, like, like what is it exactly? Like, how do you you refer to it? It's like, it's like you my nigga, you my spider. Like, how does my that work? Spider. Okay. Like eight, we call each other eight, my spider. You know what I'm saying? We just do our shit. We lay wells for each other, whatever. My dog will lay a well for me. I lay one for him. We Yeah, this spider shit deep, deep. You hear me? Blood shedding tears behind this shit. So, you know, mm-hmm. we going with this shit forever. You hear so, me? We so we crawling. When we hit this new project, are, are we getting the auto-tune wave? Are we getting bars? Like, what the what sound? I feel like I be, um, I got I got all that shit. Bars, the auto-tune, little singing shit. I been doing that. But I been had these fucking bars. So you getting real life, real facts, you know what I'm saying? You getting all kind of shit. You getting shit like about the government. We talking, we getting political with this shit. Everything, you could expect anything. You might hear Michael Jackson on one of them bitches, I'm telling you. <laughs> Shout out to the GOAT Michael Jackson, this motherfucker. We're going to check in Michael Jackson record real and come out the goddamn yeah, archive. Looking for that shit. We be gonna get down the archive. When, when you were coming up in Louisiana, who were some of the uh, people that influenced you to to uh, get into hip hop? Like your top you know, MCs, top musicians. You know, Boosie for sure. He like King of Baton Rouge type shit. So Boosie, big influence. Kevin Gates, shout out to him. But like Wayne, my favorite favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it up for Kevin Gates one time because um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that Kevin Gates could actually rap. Like I heard yeah, some he got, shit. Yeah, he could like he could really fucking rap, right. and, and Wayne can rap, and, and Boozy. Matter of fact, uh, Boozy came to Shade Forty Five. He gave me that liquor that he got. What's that? Boozy, Boozy juice. juice? It was yeah. the grape juice. I got fucked up off of that shit. God yeah, damn shout it! Out fucking boo. didn't tell and me he got that the was Boozy the Boozy badge coming. Yeah, gang. So it, it, I guess this is important too because coming from Louisiana, you have an example of guys that actually rap, right? So are the younger kids kind of following that? That wave When you talk to some younger people They're like Alright Wayne You know this person That person So are there pockets of people Rapping in Louisiana With bars Or we just like Kind of like on a new wave And auto-tuning um, A lot of people On the new wave You know what I'm saying Cause that's what music Going to right now mm-hmm. 
But they got some motherfuckers like me who still respect the other side too and respect the boys and all that shit that'll give you that shit. But a lot of the kids and and just everybody of this generation right now, they don't want to hear that shit like talking about it. They just want to hear a nice beat, a little song, yeah. boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. say some nice shit on that bitch and you good. But yeah. I don't know. I still fuck with the boys shit though. You know what I'm saying? Some people still do too. But mostly... It's that other shit. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think that is? That it's, it's mostly about the turd up, um, and, and why? Why? Because that's audience? the shit that's that's in the club. That's what get everybody crunk. Uh, and the auto tune shit is really like, cause R and B really ain't there no more. So it's mm-hmm. like, nigga, you gotta be able to rap and sing or do a punchline, but sing that bitch. Like you gotta switch it up, cause that's just that's what the music is now. Yeah, I kind of feel like future. I kind of feel like the new artists have to kind of do more, like you were saying, because before you just have to be nice, but now you gotta rap, now, now you gotta, gotta sing. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta have a melody. How important is social media into this whole like promotion thing that you got going on? The most important. Like connecting, connecting with your fans on, on a day to day basis when they go to your Instagram, are we seeing a day in the life of what's going on with you in Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got um, I got um, vlogs and all that shit on my YouTube and shit. So, YouTube and Instagram, that's my main ways of like promoting all my shit, putting all my shit out, and um, talking to my fans and all that type of shit. So. Mm-hmm. That play the most Biggest Like it's important For sure mm-hmm. For um, Early in the conversation you, you were speaking about Like not fucking with niggas That rat and, and do disrespectful shit In the streets But we live in a time Right now where Someone like 6ix9ine May actually come out And actually um, mm-hmm. Have like a fucking career Like you think that's possible That the shit, street yeah, I know The street it's possible, code is gone now That shit don't matter Because It's like that shit, like, hip-hop's so big now. It's such a big genre of music. Like, it ain't... The streets don't even play a big part in this shit no more because there's other kind of fans all over, all kind of fans, white fans, Chinese fans, different. And they don't know nothing about the street code, so that shit get overruled. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just learn everything they know from Instagram, so they, it's like, they'll do... You know what I'm saying? They don't know. They don't got no fucking... Nobody telling them... The street shit like that So they like Man I tell too To um Wooty woo And all that shit mm-hmm. But when you In the streets And fucking with that You know what come with that shit So Yeah we ain't respecting that I don't respect that shit Yeah Um For, for, for artists like him Or just anyone You think there's pressure To try to portray Some shit that you not Because right. of the, the Being the street shit Yeah cause they feel like It's selling So they try to do it too Or they look up to somebody Who really living like that And just wanna Imitated and you know what I'm saying, copied it or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You gotta ask them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> for that motherfucker. I see been here for New York for a while. I did some promo runs. What's some of the things you did? The DJ self. What else you got going yeah, on here? DJ self. I don't. We got all kind of shit. I'm just high right now. I'm just there. Fucking Whatever high I gotta shit. be, I'm psh, crawl up on all eight. Like yeah, bitch. What up? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, we're in a, a 420 a friendly environment right now. Like, what is your go to weed right now? There's so many different weeds. You got uh, Alien Galactic, yeah, fucking haze and shit. shit. Like, what is the go to weed right now for you personally? Like, when you're trying to get right, you in the studio. What, what, what is your what is your go to? Gushes. Gushes was one of my favorite, but I start fucking with. I don't know. I be switching them bitches up, man. I ain't going to even lie to you. I like the. 
try different flavors, but it gotta be exotic. We ain't smoking none of that other backyard boogie shit or none of that. We want that pressure me yesterday. Yeah, that's special. You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't even coming in bags no more. It's up and lit. Um, what them things is? You the ain't zip, seen the them before? Yeah, you know, shit. you done been to Cali, man. You know what's <laughs> pa- yeah, it's up. I'm telling you. That shit right there, that rapper shit, that's what I've been on. Gary Payton's, all them type of ones like that and shit. Um, I, I always I, I don't smoke anymore, but I always hear about this rapper weed shit. Like they yeah. niggas talk about this. Is this rapper weed shit like really official shit? Like it just gets you space to fuck out when you smoke it. Fucking right. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> fucking out, real talk. <laughs> real shit, real real shit. Shit. Yeah, yeah, fucking right. It gets you fucked up. Like me, I be forgetting shit, bro. I ain't gonna lie, weed be like fucking me up, dog. I ain't lying, man. Like, this is so I gotta have it, cause if I don't, I'll flash out on everybody. And they'll be like, damn, all I needed to do was smoke that morning and everything would have been good. But I'll be like, fuck everybody. Like, everybody. Like, you niggas didn't see me. I get on live flash, everything. Like, man, fuck. Fuck all y'all, bitch. Get off my shit. Like, for real. The whole time I smoke a blend, I come back on that bitch. You fucking great, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, so we got the new project uh, coming out Friday. Uh, we have a lead single. Well, what's the joint that we're going to be playing right now? Um, Falling. It'll be Featuring Falling. Young Blue, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got to warn you right here now on the infamous out because you told me you had bars. Tomorrow, yeah. when you come to Shave 45, we're going to put you on the spot for well, the bars. I'm fucking with that. You ain't putting me on the spot because you're telling me right now. Well, we're gonna, I'm letting you know. I'm giving you a heads up. Steve <laughs> Ray's, uh, Mac Bills are ready for these bars tomorrow, Shea 45. No, that That's what it is. I'll right, so, give you some of the bitches tonight. Let's get it right now. Let's just go, let's go acapella right now. Let's acapella. Go, yeah, infamous sound. Me and Sean right now. Uh, what type of shit you want me to Yeah, You going to put a, yeah. Acapella right now. Acapella. Acapella. I could crap, crap, clap with my Beretta. Leave a nigga head dead. Buku hoes up in his sweater I'm freestyling But I can even write it better But now I just punch in And every time I drop some shit It go dumb then All them other niggas They ain't nothing Compared to me I got that motherfucking K up in the lab with me And I ain't playing Got a knife for probably stab or three Niggas cause I'm from that third And you heard We up in this bitch With the infamous On the hour Them niggas cowards That's why they getting fucked In the shower For ratting Six nining them niggas ain't grinding. Them niggas ain't out here getting changed like us. Them niggas ain't shining. Cause them niggas be pussy. Them type of niggas, we bully. We'll pull up with that fully in the hoodie and walk up on them close, yeah. Turn them to the ghost, yeah. Whole lot of diamonds in my rollie do the most, yeah. Mm-hmm. And them niggas be talking, but we do get the toast, yeah. Whole lot of bread. Put that all up on your head. And yeah, I don't even fucking know this off the head. And yeah, I fuck with all my dogs. Shout out to Dez. And yeah, shout out to YOLO. But I be rolling solo with a K up on my side. I'll probably ride with the Fofo. Mm-hmm. I be smoking buku marijuana, no mojo. That's what's slang for everything back where I'm from. Hey, but I be going dumb, and a lot of niggas can't come while I hung. Cause they'll get they pussy ass hung like a motherfucking KKK, cause I got three of them. And all my fucking people, them, you gon' man, I don't know, fuck it, but I'm just going off. <laughs> RIP to Slim, I don't know, but I'm just yeah, the freestyle game, real pressure, but yeah. Super fire. I'm still a truth, man. Freely measy, man. You know what I'm saying? We been wanted to do this shit, come to New York and get bars and shit. So that's why I'm yeah. just like, I'm well, happy. I'm yeah. excited about this shit. Well, you came to the right person. I right, get it for my guest, uh, Tech in the Building. Uh, shout out to social media real quick before we get out of here. At T E C underscore. At Tech underscore. Go follow my shit.
All right, and I'm the infamous Alma Days. This is the infamous hour. We're going to get into this new tech record right now. And I'll be back right here on the infamous hour. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, player, player, player to player, pimp, pimp, pimp to pimp, and women of the night. Welcome, welcome to the world. We are tonight's entertainment. Alright, we're back here on the Infamous Hour. I am your host, the Infamous Amadea. Shout out to everyone who's listening on Spotify and all the different platforms that we have here of the Infamous Hour. Podcast is the new adventurous way of doing radio, and it's kind of exploded in the last few years from, I think, Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg had, like, the first real hip-hop podcast, and that was just everywhere. I mean, you got Revolt doing it, you got iHeart doing it, everyone's doing it. Uh, shout out to Zone One, our official sponsor. He has the um, Dangerous Weed Cookies, 100 milligrams. I suggest you only take half. Or you'll end up like me Slumped at shade 45 High as fuck And I can't do my job uh, Right in front of me uh, Before I introduce him There's not that many people In the industry That we meet And we consider friends And, and long term relationships Families I mean uh, There's very few um, I met Moxburg Very early on In my career very early on And um, in the beginning I was definitely In the circle Running around And we've expanded And we've uh, Maintained a family relationship Give a Tony Moxberg In the building Yeah 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 Appreciate you man Appreciate you having me um, We actually did a few records I produced I think two records For you I, I know one of them Was the French Montana sample um, Yeah that 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 that, <laughs> that joint was dope uh, When I hear the Tony Moxberg sound Because you were You were real heavy On World Star Like really early on yeah. um, Are we still getting That same sound Or are we kind of dibbling, dabbling into the new wave? I mean, it depends on, like, I check my email every day, and I get different beats. So it's wherever the beats take me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be, like, some kind of, sometimes it's commercial. Sometimes the records are deep. Sometimes, like, street shit. Sometimes it's hip-hop. I can curse, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. All right, so it's like, yeah, yeah, no shit, no doubt. Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just wherever the record takes me. Like, I don't go in there and be like, oh, you know what? Today I'm going to make a party record. Mm-hmm. I don't do all that. Mm-hmm. I go out. Whatever comes to my mind, however the beat, you know what I'm saying, is going or whatever, mm-hmm. I just write to it and boom. Mm-hmm. When, when we talk about New York City hip hop, um, it kind of gets stuck in Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. Um, you know, Staten Island kind of doesn't get recognized. But Yonkers, for some reason, doesn't get the recognition, although they've built so many it's artists. The, it's the Lost Borough. From Mary J. Blige to DMX to, to Jadakus. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith is from Yonkers. Yeah. He well, went to school in Yonkers. What do you think that is that Yonkers hasn't gotten the recognition? And they've had billboard charting artists. Yeah, I just think it's uh, overshadowed by the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like um, Buffalo getting overshadowed, and Griselda's like one of the hottest groups out right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you mention New York artists, people are just starting to mention them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've been rocking. We were on tour with them two, three years ago mm-hmm. and they were rocking the crowds two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't even look at it. I, I really don't even care that we ain't on the map or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We Because when we go on tour, appreciate it. When we go on tour, every show is sold out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, there's people out there that Fuck with us, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I don't. I don't wait for the industry's opinions or to. to I don't. I don't really care about views and numbers. I don't really do all that. I'm yeah. Cool. I just make music, and I know my fan base will fuck with it. I put out merch. I know it'll sell out. Mm. So 
It's all love. Yeah. Um. You, you've been with D Block before D Block was actually a thing. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it's family based. Uh, talk about like the backstory, like how you actually met Styles and Kiss and and Sheik, and how you got. They affiliated. actually went to school with my older brother. Okay. And then they were all, you know, doing the street shit together and all that. And then um, years went on. I started making music, and then uh, one of my friends was like, "Yo, I'm gonna bring you to the D Block studio to record." So I was doing their recording. Without even really knowing them. But I was going to record with Poos. Mm. And I would get in at like 4 in the morning. My sessions would start. Mm. Like 3, 4 in the morning. And I would leave at like 7, 8 in the morning. Mm. So then I just built a relationship with him or whatever. And then my man was like, yo, I'm going to get you a verse with Styles. I was like, all right, cool. So I gave him the record. Styles is fucking with the record. He did a verse for me. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. Then they knew, you know, my older brother and all that, obviously. That played a part. And then I just got cooler and cooler. Then Kiss gave me a record. Then she gave me a record. And then I just kept working. I, I really never used their name or like I ain't ride they coattail. Mm-hmm. I would just always grind and they would see it. So they would just help me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like every little thing. And I never really asked for too much favors or nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they started going on tours and I reached out to Luch. I was like, yo, can I go open up for you? This is like years ago. And he was like, yeah, I don't see no problem. Let me ask my partners. They were like, yeah, come through. Mm-hmm. Started doing the tours with them. And you know, Little by little, just every city, every city, every city, then every single tour. Now, every single tour, like Kiss hit me the other day, like, yo, I'm doing a promo run. I'm going to, you know, do a few shows, this and that, come out with me. Mm-hmm. So now it's like they hit me, like, so it's like I'm official. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they ain't really reaching out like that to artists. Yeah. So it's like, it's a blessing for me. I, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate every little thing they do for me. Yeah, no, that's actually dope. Um, be, Being around these, these legendary rappers, these legendary MCs, um, is there any pressure? to maintain a certain level of bars on a record because you're yeah, around them and of course. Especially if they if they in the room or they on the record, they cutting people off the record. Mm-hmm. Like they'll tell us straight up. It'll be all of us in the room. Me, Snipe, uh, Dice, Nino, Millie's, whoever's in the studio. And they'll be like, all right, well we got room for two people or three people. Everyone right Everyone get on this record. We are gonna start cutting people off the record. Mm-hmm. So it's like you gotta bring your A game, or else you ain't make the cut. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. You don't make the cut. You get on the next record or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you definitely gotta come with your A game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you you've been working for a while, so we have multiple projects and EPs out of your catalog. What would you say is the body of work that defines the Tony Moxberg sound? If you could pick one project that, like, I right, this is kind of like what I want my fans to. I feel like identify it's the beautiful struggle series, beautiful okay. struggle one and two. Two I just dropped on Christmas. One I dropped like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And then I got three coming in like maybe like another month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the Beautiful Struggle series. Mm-hmm. So this is like me more mature, me, you know, going through things and, and rapping about it and like telling my story. And these records that I perform, when I'm on stage, I feel like the crowd fucks with these the most. Mm-hmm. Out of all the records I ever performed, these these records like hit home with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. I love when people can relate to my records. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, I've been all over the radios and Shade 45, thanks to people like you. And then, you know, I've been, did all of that. But when people are DMing me and telling me like, yo, this record got me through this. Yo, I, I can relate to this. Thank you. I needed this. That's what I do it for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this whole narrative has been lost in a sense where it's like, Artists are not fully expressing themselves on records. Um, should artists make it more a priority to put their personal life on wax so the fans can connect? I think once social media came out 
it's almost like that's all they expect and that's all they want. They want you. They want. They don't even care for the music anymore. They want to see what you do in everyday life. Mm-hmm. What outfit you bought, what club you going to, what you eating today. Like they want. They want your personal information. Mm-hmm. But that's what social media does. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like a gift and a curse. You get to promote yourself and do all that, but you got to kind of give them your personal life. Yeah. I mean, I I give them my personal life. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But for people out there doing. Crazy illegal shit. I wouldn't suggest you give them your personal life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how the indictments come. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I'm I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, talk about your accolades a little bit. I mean, you've done a lot. You've been on Shade 45. I mean, you're on Highlight 97. Like, just for the listeners that may not be familiar with you, what's some of the things that you've done? Um, been on five tours, worldwide tours. We do in London actually. I'm opening up with Nas. Locks and DMX. A round of applause. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, but I think they're canceling the dates. They're going to add some more dates, but also this whole coronavirus, coronavirus shit. Thing, yeah. Fucking everything up. Fucking up a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Coachella then got canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, South, South by Southwest. Southwest the got NBA canceled. got canceled. NBA just got canceled. Crazy. God damn. Trump just came to my phone. He put a ban on traveling for the next month. Jesus. Yeah, it's nuts. NCAA's canceled. Damn, the whole New Rochelle and Westchester County's canceled. Yeah. Everything canceled, so <laughs> shit, I'm about to stay home. I ain't sharing no hookah with nobody. It's over. Nothing. I'm good. But, I mean, um, going on tours, just being down with the locks. And, yeah. like, these are people that I looked up to. Now they're just family. Now we're doing records together. Mm-hmm. It's like we were in the studio a couple months ago. I brought Benny the Butcher through. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him um, to do a record and then. Luch was like, yo, you ready to work this day? He was like, yo, let's do something for the comp. Me and him writing something for the D-block comp. Kiss walks in. Kiss like, yo, I'm jumping on this hook. I got a hook already. Goes right in the booth, knocks out the hook. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just having that around, that kind of energy, and him just volunteering to do records and hooks and all that, it's just great. You know what I'm saying? It's like an honor. Yeah. So I got wild records with them. I, I got records with Fab that were all over the radio. and Just working, bro. The, the fabulous record, um, in particular, was was definitely a big moment for you because you were getting bombed. I mean, Hot ninety seven, yeah. like literally every single day. How did that record come about? And and more importantly, I know you held the record for a while. I did. Then I then I changed up the whole beat. Then I actually hit Remo the hitmaker on the DM. I like because I was like, yo, who could make this sound like real full? He has those big records yeah. with the hooks. So I was like, you know, let me hit him. I just hit him. They didn't even think he was going to answer. He hit me back. It's like, yo, if you're serious and you got the record, just pull up to the studio in Brooklyn mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Me, I hit him next morning. Like, yo, I'm here. He said, oh, shit, he's here. He didn't even believe I had the record. Yeah. And then he went in there, did what he did. An hour later, we had the whole record, brand new. Yeah. And with the new sound and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was still holding the record because Luch was like, yo, I got these meetings set up for you. Hold that record. That's going to be our ammo. I said, all right, cool. I was chilling with Flex one night. We in the McDonald's parking lot in Yonkers. And he's like, yo, that record you keep telling me about with Fab, play it for me. I played it for him. And he's like, yo, bro, I need that record tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I got to speak to, you know, I got to speak to Luch and them. He was like, all right, speak to them. But let me know, you know what I'm saying? I, I need the record. And I'm real, now I'm stuck in a position like, yo, do I shut Flex down? Or, yeah. so I don't know what. So I call Luch and them in the morning. I'm like, yo, dog, this nigga wants the record. He was like, oh, I mean, it's on you, this and that, but, you know, that's for the meetings. I take it like a quick, like, hour power nap. Wake up, flex, like, five, six missed calls from him. 
So I'm like, damn. Finally hit him back. He's like, yo, you got, you sent me the record? I need the record. I need the record. I told Lucio, I'm going to give him the record. Because he was like, yo, I promise you I'm going to blow this shit up. He said, the whole New York's going to love it. I said, you know what? And he always, he never like bullshits me. He yeah. always keeps his word with me. He's like a hundred with me. So I said, you know what? Give him the record. Gave him the record. It just took off. He was playing it for months. He was playing it without Fab's verse, actually. And then like a, like three months later, he just started playing it with Fab's verse. Yeah. So I got it for like, I had like a six month run with yeah. it. And I actually, I fucked up by not running with the record for long because people were like, yo, you should have kept working that record. Then I really couldn't get them to shoot the video. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was his schedule or yeah. what the case was. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, you know what? Let me just focus on a different record that I can actually, I have control of. And like, you know what I'm saying? I could push it, whatever. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. months later, kissing New Mexico and Albuquerque, they playing the record in the mall. Mm-hmm. He FaceTimes me like, yo, they playing your shit in New Mexico, this, that. He said, like, yo, when I get back, I'm going to jump on the record and we're going to shoot a video for it. And he still tells me to this day, like, yo, whenever you're ready, I'm going to jump on that record, mm-hmm. and we're going to make it brand new. We're going to shoot a video for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. When an artist is promoting a, a record, because we, we kind of live in a time now where music travels quickly with social media, what do you think is the proper amount of time that an artist should sit with a record and and, and give it, like, 100%? Now it's kind of like they kind of force you to just put it out there. Just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? It's, but... I like I'm hand to hand with it. I don't even I like the internet. It's cool. If you see my numbers ain't crazy, I don't really care for the internet too much. I like being in the clubs. That's what I'm used to being in the clubs, meeting all the DJs, meeting everybody, shaking hands, and I like doing that. I like being seen. That internet is cool, but you just behind the keyboard. You can hire anybody to just do that bullshit. I don't, I'm not really with that, but I like I'd like to keep pushing the record mm. until it gets to where you want it to be, or you feel like it ain't gaining any more momentum, mm-hmm. then you go to the, the next record. But nowadays, it's like, you put an album out, the next week they want another album, or they're asking, where's your new music at? You just dropped the album last week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you really, you can't play, especially the younger generation. They want this shit every Quick, day. They get bored of it. Short attention span. It's like, um, it's like microwavable food mm-hmm. compared to like a home-cooked dinner. Yeah. I'm used to the home-cooked shit. It tastes a little longer, but Tastes ten times better. Mm-hmm. They want to pop it in the microwave. Whatever comes out comes out. Hot, cold, put it out. So, so how how do we get back to the home cooked food? To use it in a narrative, like do we stop relying so much on the internet and put more ten toes on the ground and work records that way? I think so. I think it's starting to come back full circle. Like if you see Fab, he put out his project, then he went on the whole, uh, like his promo run. Yeah, every city doing the dinners with all the DJs mm-hmm. now. Kiss has the same rollout. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Kiss is everywhere right now. He started off in New York. He did uh, Detroit or wherever he did. Now he's in L.A. He's doing city by city. And they're doing the whole meetings with the DJs and, and the dinners and, and the release parties and, and listening sessions and all that. So, like, right now he's in Atlanta, and they move it state to state. So I think it's actually coming back. Or a lot of labels, like Rock Nation, Def Jam, I think they're sticking to that formula. Mm-hmm. I think in the long run... That formula works better yeah. than just like do a quick party, drop the album, and move on to the next thing. Yeah, um, sp- spending some time around you guys, I I realized early on that uh, that Styles was very adamant about staying independent. 
Kiss is more label. I guess Lucha is kind of in the middle. But like, what is your approach? You think it, independent for you personally? Independent is the better route. You think maybe like a label situation could be good long term? I think independent is dope, especially for someone like me because I like working. Independent, you got to work. You got to work. But you get more money. You get more benefits out of it. So it's like the work you put in is the the money and everything you get back. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the labels, they're going to do everything for you, but they take an 80, 90% of everything. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, especially if you sign a 360 deal. Yeah. Independent, it's like if you got a buzz, you got a fan base or whatever, and they're going to help you grow because they got marketing dollars too. Like, uh, for example, like Empire. Empire mm-hmm. is like the biggest independent label in the world. Yeah. So Fat Joe and them doing, going platinum with their singles on the Empire, you get 80% of that money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're making millions of dollars on an independent label. And you have, especially if you got someone like Rock Nation management, so it's like now you got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Styles and Sheik got. Like, they both were Empire Independent, and they got Rock Nation management. So it's like they got everything. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up management because when I talk to a lot of unsigned artists, I think they're kind of confused of, like, the role that a manager actually plays um what what is the importance of having a good manager i mean you have your brother who's very instrumental um Mm -hmm. but like that's also family based as well so is it hard to kind of find someone that you can trust that's not bloodline in a sense to kind of handle your career i think i think um if you don't if you can't like if if you ain't close with them nowadays if you just come in and oh they don't want they don't want you unless you hot as shit and they can make some kind of money off you Either that or they'll play the role of a, they'll be like, oh, no, we can't manage, but um, we do PR work. They'll try to figure out a way to get a check out. Yeah, the spinning. You know what I'm saying? Instead of helping you and growing with you. Mm-hmm. So nowadays it's like, like I, I done approach a thousand people and they're like, oh, no, we don't really do that. Meanwhile, they, that's what they do. Yeah. They, they spin with the whole PR shit and all. They just try to get a check. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. just do this shit on my own. Mm-hmm. We have every single contact that they have damn there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'd rather just do it on my own. Yeah. Um, being from Yonkers, when when we talk about like top five list, um, of course Kiss is always kind of in people's list, but Styles, you don't really hear his name so much. But you think that he should be more considered in the top five lane, or you know, as respected MCs? We have a few of them like AZ, but Styles in particular. I mean, his body of work is is ridiculous. I mean, he, I think he put out like five fucking Rogers albums last year. Like last five, year. Five, yeah. Nuts. He's. I always tell him he's the hardest working man in show business. The hardest, and for him to be this deep in the game, still working like that, you can't be a slouch, especially around him, or else, or else you don't even belong in the game. Yeah. Like you see him. I see him in the studio three, four in the morning, sleeping on the couch, waking up with his verse. All right, let's go in the booth. Like no rain, no nothing. He was just sleeping. He done slept and came up with his whole verse. That's crazy. It's no, and he did it on my song, so I, I I've witnessed it yeah. happen. I'm thinking he's like sleeping, taking his little nap. So we cool. We just chilling, watch TV, waiting for him to wake up. He wakes up and goes in the booth to knock his shit out. So he's like, the way he works, you you have if you're gonna be around him, that's just straight motivation. Yeah, like especially like for artists like me, Snipe Life, shout out to him, uh, Dice, whoever's like in the studio at that time. It's like we gotta step up to the plate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got everything he wants. He he don't need need to rap anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's dropping project after project after project. We got to do better. Yeah, and he's putting out like a lot of dope material. So as far as Tony Box, what do we have coming out? We have Beautiful Struggle too. We have a new video that came out. Yeah, uh, gone to November. Just came out. Uh, 
next week we shoot in with Sheik and Nino, big money. Mm-hmm. Then um, waiting for Flea Lord to get off tour. Mm-hmm. We shooting that. The reel is rare. Just I'm trying to shoot up. Just trying to shoot a video for damn near every record. Yeah, and then move on to the next project. Beautiful Struggle Three. Mm-hmm. And then you know I got a few meetings coming up. I don't really want to touch on yet. Mm-hmm. And then we got the tour coming up. The Locks tour. Locks dropping. I think. Uh, End of April or early May, mm-hmm. Locks dropping with Rock Nation. We going on that tour. Then we got the London tour. Just working, keeping busy. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, my final question is: um, Boom Bap is not popular on terrestrial radio, but we do have a new emerging crop of lyricists coming out from Griselda to yourself, Snipe, Flea Lord. Uh, you mentioned a few. What do you think it's going to take for the Boom Bap sound? To make its way back to Billboard or make its way back to charting on iTunes, I think it's starting already. I think I think it's coming back full circle, and with all of us, with the help of all of us, I think it's gonna make its way back. Like little by little, you're not really hearing too much of the mumble shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're coming out with big records, and some of the records are dope. It just depends on where you're at. I, I like all their records. If I'm in the club having a drink, I like listening. I, if I'm on a like a ride on the highway or something, I can't listen to that kind of music. Like you know what I'm saying? I gotta listen to the, like hip hop I can relate to. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, I mean, there's music for everybody, but I think the boom bap sound is coming back. Yeah. So. Hopefully we can help get it there. Yeah, I mean that that is the goal. I right, give it for my guest Tony Moxberg in the building. Uh, shout out to social media, Tony Moxberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, yeah, T O N Y M O X B E R G. Got a new site coming on coming up. Uh, new merch on the way. Mm-hmm. New videos. Download the Beautiful Struggle Two, Beautiful Struggle One. Just working. Absolutely, I get up Tony Moxberg. We're gonna get some Tony Moxberg records. And as a matter of fact, before we we end this conversation, uh, let's be clear. Um, one of the reasons why I'm at Shape Forty Five is because of Tony Moxberg, and and his brother is true because Lord Sear posted my picture, and your brother called me like, "Yo, the plug at Shape Forty Five just posted you on Instagram. You better fucking call him right the fuck now." That's love, man. That's what family does, though. Yeah, appreciate you, man. With everything you're doing, you you got like forty jobs. Be telling everybody, yeah, I'm going crazy. Forty jobs, bro. But it's super dope. Man. Super, super dope. You staying busy and look what it, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's getting you. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's definitely Shout out to Lord Sears. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shout Boogie. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's working. It's dope. All right. And I'm the infamous Amadeus. This is my show, The Infamous Out. Make sure you subscribe on all social media platforms and boombapnation.com. So, yeah, this is Tony Moxberg record. Yeah, we'll be right yeah, back after back. this message. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? You know what it is. Your boy Style Speed of Ghost is going down right here at Shade 45 Series XM. And you are rocking with my family, the infamous Amadeus. And this is what we do. Stay tuned. Pay attention. Don't turn the station. Ghost. All right, you're back here on the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus, but you already know that already because you're tuned into my podcast, The Infamous Hour. Now, most of the stuff here that you hear on the Infamous Hour, this particular episode was recorded on Wednesday, March 11th. Okay, but the great thing about podcasting and radio is that we're piecing things together to create one episode. Now, today is Saturday, March uh, 15th, I believe, and a lot of of shit has happened in the last three days. 
In particular, there is a virus going around, C-O-V-I-D-19, going around and fucking the whole game up. Can't go to Walmart no more. For some reason, there is no toilet paper in Walmart. Can't go to the grocery store no more. There is nothing in the grocery store. I bet you weed is not uh, uh, affected by this virus because motherfuckers still getting high. So you can wipe your ass effectively, but you can get high. It's going down. It's all right. Right now on the line, I have KGs calling in from Indiana. How you feeling, brother? I'm doing all right. And how you doing? How you holding up? What's the temperature in Indiana? I'm in Pennsylvania. I actually live in Pennsylvania, but I'm from New York. There's New York is a fucking shit show. There's nothing going on in, in, in Times Square. Sirius XM, my job closed down. Um, there's nothing in Walmart. It's just going crazy. But what's the temperature in Indiana right now? How's everybody holding up out there? Man, fucked up the same way. <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't nothing moving, man. Nothing moving, man. Jesus nothing. Christ. Now, now, why do you think people are panicking so much about this? You think it's more media? Or you think that they're just, you know, going crazy thinking the, the zombie apocalypse is coming? I, I think, I honestly think that it's, you know, it's, it's the media and it's just something new. Just like, you know, when the swine flu hit, like, it was something new. When two, 1999, you know, New Year's Eve mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody was filling their tubs mm-hmm. up with water and shit. Yeah, Y2K you, know? you talk so, about. Yeah, uh, you know. So, you know, you got to, yeah, I think it's more the media. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just people just afraid of just new, something new, you know. Yeah, the media is, is definitely driving this whole propagandist type of thing. I mean, it, it is a real a real disease, a real virus, but it's it's not really that far off from the flu. And um, if you look at, like, your local cleaning products and stuff that you have in your house, it's actually listed on there in the same sentence as as the flu. So I think people are kind of exactly. going crazy. Do you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, you know, it's something new. The media call, catch hold of it. They run with it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And... Everything they shut schools down out here. Ain't nothing moving out here. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, well, they actually until just, April. They they just shut schools down uh, here in Pennsylvania where I live. They shut every school down uh, in the whole state. But for some reason in New York City, they still have the schools going. You think this is a mistake? One of the biggest cities in the in the world to still have schools going during this pandemic. Hey, I, I think they. I mean, you got to keep a close eye on it. You know. Uh, as far as right now here, I didn't see a big reason why, you know, to, you know, to close, shut down the schools like this. You know, right now we have had about two or three cases of it, but, you know, uh, I think everybody jumping the gun too fast. Yeah, super fast. And, 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 and let's talk the real shit. I mean, it is an election year. Correct. We have a president who's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he needs votes. I mean, we we just we almost got impeached, and and now you know God knows what the scandals were coming up, and now we have a reason to get him to be celebrated within the country. I mean, it is what it is, right? Just blindfolded. Like every time something big like this happens, it's some something to do with the election or something anyway. Yes, you know, distract yes. everybody, do everything. Behind, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, so. for, for my listeners out there who are listening to the podcast right now, I need you to go right now to your internet when, you, when, you, when you're on your downtime and look up something called a false flag operation. It's been going around this country for decades and other countries around the world, right? But enough of the coronavirus. It's all about KJ in the building. All right, so you're from Fort Wayne, Indiana, correct? 
Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. And you and you were actually uh, into football and stuff like that before. What made you kind of like get away from football and get into music? Well, I, uh, I always had a love for music uh, from when I was little. You know, my dad was a DJ, you know, out here in Fort Wayne and, you know, the late nine, uh, 80s to the you know late 90s. And my mom, she always would sing to us. You know, she would sing to us in the car, in the house, you know, a uh, song come on. It, she she there singing, you know, so mm-hmm. I was always brought up into it. And, you know, I played football. I played all the way through college, played a year arena football. Then, you know, it ain't work out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. I, I, I never stopped doing music. It's just now it's like it was just the perfect timing. Yeah. Um, and it actually is a perfect time, man, because now we are kind of getting into this whole new crop of boom bapish lyrical based artists from Gazelda Records to 38 Smash. And, and one of the things that I've kind of noticed, just myself in particular, I, a lot of guys that I've met from Indiana, they can actually rap. So it, mm-hmm. our guys in your region, are they all rapping or do we have pockets of trap music or how is it flowing exactly? We, we we actually have different, you know, it, it, we have different styles, you know, uh, you know, me, I could do, you know, I could do the swag type, I could do, you know, I want to get lyrical, I could tell stories, I could, you know, I could do that, I, you know, I listened to, you know, Method Man and Nas, it was my favorite at 10 years old, so, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's, we have, we have a variety of it out here. You know, it's just you don't see it, you don't hear it too much because Indiana's not really known for music mm-hmm. like that besides, you know, Babyface and Michael Jackson, you know, so. Well, well, I mean, those are two of the biggest names in music history. So, Indiana, round of applause for them because, I mean, that Babyface did yeah. a whole bunch of records yeah. and Michael Jackson as well. Um, so, 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 we, so we have this body of work that you have coming out. We have like an EP, we have an album, like what's coming out? Uh, me, me and my brother, uh, we actually, we actually debating on if we want to do an EP or if, you know, come out with an album. I have about six songs outside of the alarm, and you know, working on a project for uh, RJ the King, which that's that's one of the artists on our label, mm-hmm. and Ronnie Mo, he down in uh, the Carolina, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to them too. Uh, but uh, we we just really uh, haven't decided yet, you know. We, we we taking our time with everything, just trying to figure every this this is something new, you know. We just now stepping in, trying to do our own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just trying to figure everything out and then we'll probably finally decide I say by mid April, mm-hmm. decide how we wanna do it, how we wanna approach it. Mm-hmm. When deciding your approach of how you're going to release your music, uh, what are some of the factors that you come in place? Is it social media? Is it the current climate in music? Like, what are some of the things that you guys take into consideration? It's, yeah, I think it's re- really social media and uh, the you know the 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 timing. You know, the timing of it. Like, we want to make sure we want to make some timeless music as well. You know, music that's not going to stop. Like, you can still play Fifty Cent in the club right now. You know, so it's certain music that you can still play. We want we want songs like that that you can always play, and they never die. So, when you're listening to a KJ uh, record, is this the type of feeling that we're getting for the people that listen to you right now that may have never heard you? Are we getting this, you know, like 
in line with your influences from like Jadakiss to Nas to, you know, Method Man? Is this the type of music that we're getting or are we getting like your own sound or where do you exactly fall in the category? You you really gonna you're gonna catch you're gonna catch a lot of, of different ones in my influences. You know, you'll catch a Davies, a Nipsey, like like people say some people, rest in peace to Nipsey, uh, you know, they say, you know, it kinda sounds something like he would you know, he would do, you know, and you know, I love him to death, you know, but uh I th- I think I think, you know, I'm trying to create my own lane at the same time, but at the same time, you know, they write. That's one of my influences. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot of all that. You know, you know, you might hear some Jada Kiss. You might hear some Nas. You know, you're you going to hear different types of different types of styles in it, but it's all within the artists that influence me. Yeah. Um, early in this podcast, I had asked another artist about, um, I had an artist from Compton, um, and we were talking about influence, like how Tupac influenced the whole L.A. And then I had someone from Brooklyn and I was talking about Biggie. But in Indiana, like, who would you say would be the go to person that the entire hip hop community kind of, you know, follows? It doesn't have to be someone that that, that had a you know million dollar deal or maybe just someone in the underground or in a neighboring state. But who is the person in that area that people are like, all right, he's the goat of this uh, region? Uh, it, it'll be hands down Eminem, you know. It, it'll be Eminem in this region or Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those are the two. Well, you know, a lot of them, uh, you know, G Herbo. Uh, listen to him out here, heavy. Uh, they, they were out in Indiana, in the Midwest, listening to everything. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that separates us from other other regions. You know, we actually in the we in the middle of everything anyway. So we. We take style. We listen to different style of music all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like you catch somebody, you ask a question: Who the best uh, uh, rapper of all time? You can ask them in Indiana. Somebody say Biggie. Somebody say Pop. Somebody say Nas. Somebody say Jay. Somebody say Eminem. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you got different. Here is different. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can actually see that because geographically, Indiana is essentially like under Michigan. It's like to the east of Illinois, and it's like to the west of uh, Ohio. So pretty much they would be influenced by a melting pot of, of different artists. Um, but for some reason, like, and maybe you could add, answer this question for me. When I talk to guys like from the Midwest, no one mentions it, Nelly. Like, no one mentions Nelly. Is it because he was pop and he wasn't, like, in tune with the bars, per se? Is he considered, like, all right, he's just a pop artist? Like, I don't I don't think we knock him. I just think, I, I just think that we're more when we say uh, artists are rappers. We really didn't look at him as a, as a rapper. Like, he was more like a pop artist. Yeah. You know, he, he made his songs off of, you know, pop music type, you know, even though he was rapping. We don't look at it, and there's no disrespect to him. It's just, you know, that was that was his that was his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he found his he found his medicine. You know, so he kept on with it. Mm-hmm. All right, so round of applause for my guest, KJ in the building. Uh, let's get on the social media. Uh, what they can follow you at? You got a website or anything like that? Uh, social media. I'm on uh, Instagram. It's at Kia the City. K 
K-E-I-O-F-T-H-E-C-H-C-I-T-Y. Uh, Facebook is, uh, same. You go K-A-Y-J-A-Y, uh, there. Uh, um, then, you know, on, uh, Spotify and everything like that, I'm on there. Uh, YouTube is under LNM Records. Okay. Super dope. And, and, uh, and what's the name of the record that we're going to debut right now here on the Infamous Hour? Uh, it's called Alarm. It's called Alarm. All right. So, uh, real round applause for my guest KJ in the building. Uh, we have to get into this record called Along here on the Infamous Hour. You can tune into the Infamous Hour on Live 89 FM Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But always remember to f- hit me on Shade 45, Sirius XM, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. We may play this record on Sirius XM. All right, Infamous Hour Day is we out of here. Yeah, 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 it's the Kush God Smoke Dizza. Shout out to my brother, the infamous Amadeus. You already know how we giving it up. In these clubs, in these nasty mean streets, and in the corporate radio thing. Keep it live, really. We're back here on the infamous hour. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Not to be confused with any other Amadeus on planet Earth. Uh, today is uh, March 11th, and I'll be doing my birthday party tonight at Sugar Daddy's. So luckily, we have the podcast on Wednesday and not Thursday, because I would not be able to do the podcast on Thursday. The amount of alcohol intoxication that I plan on achieving tonight will be legendary. My doctor told me when I went to the doctor shop boogie that my liver was like a little inflamed because I've been drinking a lot. He is going to be fucking pissed at me when I go for my next checkup. My liver will look like a fucking raisin. Matter of fact, what was the the fucking uh, what was the 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 ice skating shit back in the day? Anybody remember the ice skating uh the, the raisins that they used to ice skate and, and you know you know California fucking raisins. I'm gonna let a California fucking raisin when I'm done with this. Alright, so right in front of me we have a four man and woman team, but I think there's more than four, right? Is this this is just y'all? Let's, 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 can we push the mic up uh, a little bit in front of them? <clears throat> so so we got four, four of y'all. Alright, uh, everybody's names. Let's, let's get the names going. I Lou got the juice, sweatband Lou, just because I rock a sweatband on me, no sweating you. Oh shit! This <laughs> nigga got the whole punchline. Original Scotch, original Scotch. And I go by Yo Hot. And I'm Juice. Got the drip, got the sauce, and all that. All right, give it up for Faulty Uncommon. Uh, the, the young lady, uh, Juice, you're not shy. I mean, right? You go on stage, you're killing shit. You came to the mic. I'm Juice. Now you got you got a little more energy than that, right? Let's, let's talk in the mic right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being the only female in a group. Uh-huh. Is that weird? Like, you know, because you're the one that all the guys are looking at when they're on stage. Honestly, one of them could probably answer that for you. Am I one of, uh, like, how is that? Nigga, I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh shit <laughs> Yo it's saying though But It be I mean it bring It bring people It bring more attention You know what I'm saying Cause you got niggas That's gonna hate on niggas So when They see a fire shorty They gonna wanna support The shorty low key Yeah uh, We will talk a little bit Off air What is the type of sound That we're getting From Faulty Uncommon When they're hearing the music Or they see a stage performance Or Yeah we got actually Like all sorts of vibes Um Coming from hip hop, boom bap, to soul, to a reggae, to trap music, to hype music, all sorts basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this like a when you guys uh, organize a record? Is it like a general type of opinion that we have? Like, I right, you, you're the one. You like? Is it uh, we're gonna do trap or do you guys kind of all collaborate on the type of music you're making per track? It's like it's very organic. Like we hear a beat, and it's like whoever fuck with it, it's like. 
Part of my friend. Nah, it's cool. You can talk that shit the fucking infamous hour. I said fuck like, 17 Girl. times before you came in this motherfucker. <laughs> infamous hour. But um, it's like whoever feel it, it's like you get on. You feel me? It's never like, we don't really have like discussion about none of that. It's okay. It happened. If there was a rap battle, which one of you four is going into the rap battle? I'll go into the rap battle. He's going into the fucking rap battle. Like, do do they do you guys throw him in the fire? Like, if it's a rap battle situation, or it's like, or or you all gotta just tag team and we get like a URL battle type of shit. Nah, like we all got bars, but he got bars, bars. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got super bars. Um, he be all metaphorical and shit. <laughs> I'll tell you, a part, you ain't even gonna know what he said. Like, yeah, yeah nigga, kill this shit. That crazy. I'm like, now nah, you got it. Having bars seems to not be the popular thing if you listen to terrestrial radio. So how do you guys still navigate in this community of real lyricists? I feel like just genuine, like, because we're not haters. You understand what I'm saying? It'd it be hot. You understand? But it's just like something that I'm always want to listen to. For me, music is something you feel. You understand? So it's like. If I'm making something, I'm going to want you to feel what I'm talking about. Not just be lit in the club for, you know, for a couple of hours. And know, like, I wanted to sit with you. I want you to want to listen more. You understand what I'm saying? So we just try to keep it really, you know, just try to feel it. When I listen to the new crop of boom bap artists, and there's a lot of them. You got Griselda. You got a lot of them. It kind of feels like the, the general rebellious type of thing is not to make commercial records in a sense. They they just stay away from commercial records. But with you guys, are you guys still dabbling into the commercial environment with also the respect to the bars? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, my man's right here. He makes the latest music that don't you can't compare it to the regular lit shit. You get what I'm saying? She she does the lit, she does the calm, she does everything. I does dance hall. You know, dance hall is big. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm saying so. I do dance hall and I do the rap shit too. We definitely make the lit music too. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, you, you stay on because um, no him him right here. Um, because I remember when I was a kid, reggae was super just like on the radio every day, and then it right. kind of like died out a little bit. Now it's it's more of like the Latin shit that's out. But do we still have like the super organic dance hall reggae? type of sound are guys still creating this type of music oh yeah definitely definitely like the uk per se i don't think america america has the um the raw dance or like that you're talking about right now but the uk know it way more so like mm-hmm. you, you i don't know if you ever heard of popcorn yeah of course the pop, yeah, i'm of course, saying yeah. all these big the pop ass can, right yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like they're really doing it you know what i'm saying they're big they're worldwide they're not just caribbean music like yeah. they're worldwide they're yeah. playing. I think Japan play our music. Like, mm-hmm. it's no, crazy. No, it's it's a universal vibe. It's a good vibe. I went to Jamaica. Uh, how long ago did we go to Jamaica? About two, three years ago, and it was interesting to me that the the music that I heard in Jamaica was more of like the original Bob Marley type of like real live uh, reggae sound. What are the different genres of reggae? We have dancehall. We have that. Are there yeah. any of the else? Dancehall. You have reggae. You have. Um that's really it, to be honest. Reggae is more so like the real music, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna feel that, like you know, chronics. Yeah, of course, yeah. chronics. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Like, that's reggae. Dancehall is more like popcorn. Then, you know what I'm saying? It's like, for if you compare it to hip hop, it's like you got the lit shit, which would be dancehall, mm-hmm. and then you have the the underground mm-hmm. shit or whatever it is, like yeah. boom bap, which you would consider reggae. 
know what I'm saying? Okay, oh, so there is like an underground yeah. re- reggae. I guess reggae, you call that underground, but. Re- reggae style thing. Big. Are you you from Jamaica yes, originally? Sir. I, you know, I found it weird that when I went to Jamaica, weed wasn't legal. It wasn't? It wasn't legal. I, I went to fucking the grill. And these guys are running around with trees of fucking weed, right? And the nigga tell me it's not legal. Like, what kind nah. of shit is that? Like, that shit legal. <laughs> it's legal. He said it's fucking yeah, illegal. Right? Legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what nigga told you that? that shit, I'm that's telling illegal. you, they, they hit me with the tourist shit. I had to go grab some Jamaican chick that was dancing in the fucking hotel nah. to take me to go get the real Rastafari yardy fucking nah, weed. I brought, you to, I brought them to Jamaica when we was in a party. Like, it was people bringing around weed, just giving it to you, like. Yeah. yeah, like seriously. The, the best thing that I did in Jamaica, besides go to the grill and jump off cliffs and all this, was taste the real jerk chicken. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm yeah, from yeah. the fucking Bronx. Never yeah. been in Jamaica before. You and ate I, a beef patty down there. I don't know. I ate, I didn't eat the beef patty. Or but KFC. No, KFC is dumb, man. I don't eat. I don't eat chicken, right? <laughs> I don't eat meat. Well, when I go to Jamaica, I get KFC. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Go to Jamaica, get some KFC. It's crazy. It was super dope because I I, I actually drove in Jamaica, yeah. which uh, if you're if you're not a good driver, I suggest you don't fucking drive in Jamaica because yeah, one, you're driving on the other side of the street. The steering wheel's on the other side. Everything's on the other side. But like fucking city buses, like drive on the shoulder. So like yeah, the yeah. fucking. Uh, lane is like this size And a whole entire city bus Comes zooming Like 97 million miles A fucking hour Right In Jamaica But I, I was driving in the grill It was an hour and a half And I stopped at like This random Like guy That had like a fucking stand In the middle of the fucking World or whatever Yo and the fucking um, The jerk chicken Jesus Christ A lot of for the jerk chicken And One of the other things That I know about Jamaica There's a lot of wild goats out there Yeah like no, these motherfuckers were running in the fucking street, on the highway, and then niggas stand there like nigga, we deep, my nigga in Jamaica. You ever got attacked by some Rastafari goat? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, get up for Jamaica. All right, so so my, my friend over here with the glasses, uh, you're the lit guy, you're the swaggy guy, you got the uh, a double name and and, and the yeah. AKA name. Uh, when we hear your uh, solo type of records. What what are we getting from you? You just gonna get a vibe Like my thing is I feel like music Is more about feeling I just want people To feel good You understand what I'm saying I want you to listen to me Before you go into the club So you get the confidence To talk to that girl That you wanna talk to You understand what I'm saying Like Just be lit with your niggas And shit Yeah That's my vibe And and that's how you talk to the ladies Yeah bitch (laughs) Pulling up on you You know what I'm saying I'm about to give you This work bitch Fuck you talking about Good shot for that motherfucker Um, So we have like an album We have like a mixtape Coming out What do we have From from collectively Solo projects We we all just dropped Our solo projects And now we're working On the 14 Common album itself Okay, so let's talk about the solo projects. Each one solo project. I named my album Sweatband Lewis after me because I got two names, so niggas was looking me up. So I just named my album Sweatband Lewis. My, yeah. my, 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 my artist name is Lou Got the Juice. So whenever you look up either one of them, we're going to pop up. That's why I named it. But yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? You got the lit music and you got the emotional shit too sometimes. So yeah, that's my. Oh, that's dope. Um, my shit is straight dancehall, straight reggae because I was trying to just. People know that I rap. That's how I started. Yeah. So it's straight dance. So my album is called um, Faulty Party. Like, it's in the accent. It's a Faulty Party. Mm. So that's it. Just straight vibes, reggae vibes, dancehall vibes. Okay. Yeah. Dancehall vibes. <laughs> and, um, uh, okay, my EP is called Balance, right? I'm, like, spiritual and stuff. It's 2020. Two and two. Four. Four is the number of balance. Mm-hmm. 
You understand? So, all of the songs is different. Got my lit shit, got my deep stuff. You know, I sing and I rap. So, it's like, you kind of like getting everything that I could do. Like, there's even a song on there. It's like, got like an 80s kind of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, yeah, because I like to listen to everything. Okay, dope. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of tough. And uh, my project is called What Are You Running For? Um, it's a project based off of a vehicle I had called a Forerunner. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the experiences I went through with that vehicle. The Toyota Forerunner? Mm, yeah, I had a Toyota Forerunner. I lifted one. It was pretty ill. Okay. So so is it like, is it like a boom bap project or what kind of project? Yeah, yeah I got some boom bap on it. Um, I got some soul, hip hop. Um, and uh, they're actually uh, scotches on the track and juices on the track on the album also. So it's a pretty pretty good vibe. It's a pretty dope vibe. Give it for my guest, Faulty Uncommon. Now, what's the name of the record we're going to play right now? What other record y'all got? What's the record we want to play? Um, play shit to him. Yeah, play, play shit talk. Play shit talk. Shit talk? All right, shit talk. This is the Infamous Hour. This is the Infamous Hour. I am your host. Make sure you uh, subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. You know what, matter of fact, before I get out of here, I have to ask you this because I have so many Jamaican questions while you're here. What the? What is the name of the dance where bitches are jumping off of fucking tables and kicking motherfuckers in the neck in the club? Like, no what? Name. What is that exactly? No name for that what? Shit. Can you? What is this shit that we've been seeing on social media? It's no. It's name dangerous. There's no four one k in the club. Used, like back in the days, we had a group called Showboys. We used to do that shit. We used to jump yeah. off tables <laughs> and kick bitches in the face. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! But they love like we, we literally like. Okay, so so as a female, wait, I gotta talk to the female. So as a female, like this is okay, like to just get drop kicked by See, a nigga this with is, a size. This is where 17? this is where this is where the whole she wanted the niggas come in because I'm not one of them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I just feel like yo, what it like? Does that feel good to be on your neck like that? Like. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, give it a one time for Faulty Uncommon. I'm different for Let's get to this new record. We'll be right, right back after these songs. Peace. You, you know, you know, it's hot outside. I'm hot, makeup's melting, hurts my eyes. But this summer, it's even hotter. It's even hotter. It's even hotter on the ones and twos. Yeah. Locked and loaded and about to blow, blow, blow the roof off. Uh-oh. This summer, you're rocking with the greatest. Let's go! Let's go! We're back here on the Infamous Hour. I am your host, Infamous Amadeus. Shout out to everyone listening on Live 89 FM. You can listen to me on Sundays at 8 p.m. with consistent reruns throughout the week, Monday, Wednesday, and I think Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning. If you're in your car and you're riding out, uh, make sure you tune in. And also catch me on Shade 45 every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., playing nothing but classic records. You can request from me live. Go to my Instagram live at the infamous Amadeus, and I take requests, and I mix live, and I play all types of uh, old-school boom bap. I do not play any new whack records. Unsigned artists, please stop Requesting to go on my live when I'm DJing. I'm going live, I'm DJing, I'm trying to interact with my fans, and you know, just the people that listen to me on the radio. And I'll get like a random guy who doesn't even rap, but he's like in a truck in like Arkansas, and he wants to like go live with me on Instagram. It's like the weirdest thing, but shout out to everyone who's on Shade 45. All right, right now I have Compton's own Anthony Chapman in the building. 
Uh, how we feeling today, sir? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. First time in New York. Oh, so you're, you're really getting it. I know the weather is shitty here compared to uh, L.A. Actually, you know what I mean? It's been like 70 degrees out The last here, three man. days. Yeah. But well, you come here in December and you don't have a cold. Ugh, it, gets, <laughs> it gets pretty bad out here. Yeah, okay. Is the L.A. weather, the Compton weather, like always just warm all the time? Or is it always sunny? I, we kind of get that impression here on the East Coast. Uh, Not all the time. In the winter, we get as much rain as anybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but... The summers are beautiful. Yeah. I, can't, I can't lie. The summer, the spring, and the fall. It's just the middle of the winter is when it hit. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but, yeah. Uh, we understand that throughout time, things change. Cities change. Um, you know, just geographically, everything changes. Uh, generally speaking, if you've never been to Compton, your interpretation of Compton is what we saw in the 80s, what we saw in the 90s, what we saw in NWA, what we saw in, in even like the Strata Compton movie. But is that still like that? In 2020, is it still that type of tension and especially between like the police and the community and the gangs? And okay, so I mean, it's always going to be tension between police, community, and gangs. That's just how it is. I mean, everywhere, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, um, every everywhere things change. So the surroundings may change, but the rules don't. You know, so what we live by, what we stand for, none of that ever changes. This goes from generation from generation, even though the look changes, maybe the sound changes a little bit. The rules always stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, as an artist that's creating music right now, um, you said you were doing conscious music. Yes. Um, is it hard to stay conscious when we kind of live like in an ignorant era? I mean, you know, it's, it's so dumbed down in a sense. Do you find it difficult to kind of still create and, and promote and maybe connect with like someone who's not listening to those type of records? Um, yeah, it, it could be difficult, but I, I come from this place where, you know, I can't do everything that everybody else is doing. So because of the ignorance, because of the the... The, the trap sound that's in every single record, I've decided, you know, I'm going to stay in the lane and I'm going to perfect that lane. You know what I mean? So when for the people who do want that, who is looking for that, they're going to find it right here. Um, we'll talk a little bit off camera that um, I, I, I kind of feel, at least myself, that generally speaking, when we listen to L.A. West Coast artists, Guys are still kind of rapping though. I mean, there's a bunch of I mean, even from Tiger to Game to someone like G Easy in the Bay Area. We got E forties. We have a bunch of them still spitting. So, is there still like a general respect for the older uh, West Coast sound navigating through the new things that we hear now? Well, definitely. I mean, on the West Coast, we, you know, one of our rules is you always got to respect the OGs because you know you, you standing on their shoulders. You know what I mean? You you you've constructed something from something they already built. Mm-hmm. So we have that mentality of, you know, we got to respect the people who came before us. So that's why we kind of stick in that, that lane of real rap because, you know, it's just a respect factor on that side. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You always have those artists that can, um, I guess, adjust to the new school and adjust and make, make changes to what we're trying to do. But it'll always have that underlining of, Respect for the for the older for the older crowd. Mm-hmm. When you were coming up, uh, who were some of the artists that you were listening to? Um, definitely NWA. Uh, definitely as soon as uh, Game hit the scene, I, I jumped on him. Um, Tupac definitely. Um, and then you know, in all actuality, I admire the the East Coast. So okay. I was a Nas fan. I was a Jay Z fan. I was you know what I mean. Uh, uh, um, Bad Boys fan, but not really uh, 
Biggie because you know on the West Coast it was just like that tension yeah, it between was Biggie yeah. and Pac. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like since I was a Pac fan, it was hard to be a Biggie fan, and mm-hmm. it was crazy out there. So, but I think we got past that now, so yeah. I can I can bring that in now. You know what I mean yeah. to my vocabulary and everything. Yeah. Um, on, on the West Coast, who who's generally like in the top five conversation? Um, who would you say is in the top three? When it, they don't necessarily have to be from the West Coast, but general conception amongst people that live on the West Side, uh, what do you think is like always in the talk? Like, is it this guy, that guy? Is it Pac? Is it Ice T? Is it Ice Cube? You know, who is it? So I would say um, on my list personally, because I've had this conversation before, it would have to be Ice Cube, Pac, and now Kendrick, because Kendrick is yeah, get up for Kendrick, yeah, I'm killing him right now. So. You know what I mean, but I can't speak for everybody. Everybody has changed. Yeah. Um. Me being from the East Coast, I've always considered Pac as just the best music, hip hop musicians of all time. Um. And and one of the examples that I like to use is you know everything that we heard from him was basically before the age of twenty five. So we had like twelve, thirteen albums that really. Rolled it out. I mean, we still have guys that have been around since then that haven't even dropped a 13 uh, amazing body of works. And one of the things that I always liked about Pac was when I listened to a Pac record, I always felt the same way about every song. So when I heard Dear Mama, I felt the same way that I did when I heard Hit Him Up. Yeah. When I heard uh, Got My Mind Made Up, which was on uh, the All Eyes on Me um, album, that's one of my favorite records. He had uh, Corrupt and Method Man and Red Man. Um, I felt that same way as Brenda's Got a Baby. So, right, so, right. so, 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 what was Pac's impact on just the West Coast in general? Because he was beyond like a hip hop figure. It's political. It's um. Oh, definitely. Pac had a lot of power on the West Coast, man. It was it was coming down to the point where uh, Pac was able to draw peace between some of the gangs that was around there. You know what I mean? Just because of his impact and his music and what he did in the community. You know what I mean? You could see Pac. Where he went, you know what I mean. So it was, it was a really, it was a really nice influence, and he started to, you know what I mean, come around, do it, do a three sixty, and then you know things happen. Yeah, and, and things definitely happen. R. P. Pac, R. P. Biggie Smalls. All right, so so we have a new project coming out, or what is it that we have uh, oh, coming out? Um, soon? Actually, the project is out already. It's okay, called the Brown Plus. Album. Oh, the Brown Album. Yeah. How many records we have on this album? Uh, we got nine records on this album. Nine tracks on this album. Any features? Any producers on it? Um. It's featuring uh, BJ Hill, my business partner, who's in the room right now, um, and uh, producer Willie B, the okay. uh, guy who produced uh, Rigor Mortis for Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, another producer from overseas named Tommy Black, mm-hmm. who's a Grammy producer on, uh, is it To Pimp a Butterfly? To Pimp a Butterfly for Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a couple of hookups, so it's really dope. All right, so we're about to debut a record right now. What's the name of the song that we're going to debut off this EP? Uh... Cocoa Butter Brown. All right, Cocoa Butter Brown. What's the song about? What's the temperature on the record? Okay, so it, this, this is definitely for the queens. You know okay. what I mean? I, I, I made this specifically to uh, uplift my ladies. You know what I mean? So that's the feel of the record. So it's like this Cocoa Butter Brown thing and just telling you how powerful our queens really are, you know? All right, that's dope. Give it a one time for my guest, Anthony Chapman, the baby. About to get to this record, Cocoa Butter Brown. Here on the Infamous Hour, I'm the host of the Sound Days. You know the vibe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with you. It's about to get about to get hot. Make it hot. Let's go, man. Turn my music high. Doing it big right now. It's about time. Let's get ready to rumble.
I'm ready, I'm ready. This is Miss I'm ready, I'm ready. Flag is mic check right now. All right, this is Miss Of course, improv the podcast wave. Uh, you know where to subscribe. You can listen to, check out all the fucking dope artists that we done had here. Um, and you can listen to the back episodes on Spotify and all different platforms. Right now, I have the winner of the new artist spotlight concert series, Water Lyrics, in the building. How are you feeling? You got the oh well, it, it kind of feels like it's water lyrics because every time I see you, you're running around spin fucking bars. <laughs> Let's talk thank about you, it. You. You, you getting a cipher with the niggas? I mean, talking your shit. I mean, you know that's what I do. I've been doing it for a while, so that's that's what I let her do. So it's it's just natural. You ever been in a cipher and just thought you want to kick a nigga in his nuts or like punch a nigga in the face? Like he probably says some shit. Like, put, his, put his jacket over his head. Like you ain't fucking nice, my nigga. Let's talk about the real shit. How many times you been in the, in, a, in a rap cipher? You just feel like pull out the shank on a nigga, and just fucking banging him in his juggler. It be like that, you know, but everybody got their own style, their own flavor, you know. Everybody's is different, so what, what I might not like, somebody else might like, yeah. you know, so that's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dope that you maintain bars and you've been running around in the scene. The New York scene is a little different uh, for, for people that are not from here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very club heavy, very strip club heavy. Like, what's some of the things that you do to maintain the Waters uh, bars and promotional campaigns? Well, me, I just, you know, I try to look at, other artists, you know, what they're doing, you know. I listen to old artists' music, mainly underground. I, I listen to the radio, too, but I, I mostly like to be in my forte, like, you know, the the rappers that's up and coming and doing their thing and everything like that. So, you know, that's basically what it is. So I just stay in tune. Like, most of the time I don't look at the news. I just look at social media, and that's how I find out everything, you yeah. know. It's kind of funny that you say that because social media is like the new CNN. It's mm-hmm. like what we listen to. And what we, like, I just found out sitting here that the fucking NBA got canceled. That's a fact. On social media. I didn't even find it out watching television. I mean, literally on social media. Um, and social media has to also be important when you're promoting as well, right? Yes, of course, because that's how people interact with you. People could just hit you up, DM you, email you through your contact and everything like that. And, you know, sometimes you don't know who's watching. Something might pop up in your email, you know, your DM. DM. So that's what it is now, the Internet, you know what I'm saying? So I've learned, you know, as I'm growing within my craft, I'm learning how to move around it because, you know, a lot of times – us us rappers, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so, you know, it's a different type of time for me. So, yeah. it's it's I stay in tune by just being around, you know, I have younger siblings. So, you know, they keep me in tune, too, a lot of the time. So, that's one of the main ways I stay, you know, with... With with within what's going on today because things change rapidly. Change so so quickly. Uh, being a female MC that grew up in the nineties, uh, who are some of your inspirations? Um, I have a lot of inspirations, but you know, growing up where I came from, it was mostly like you know I listened to Biggie, Jay Z. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Best Down from LG. So basically, oh shit, that's, give it a philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's what it was. You know, hip hop. You know, yeah, um, that's. Jay-Z and Biggie, and as far as females, you know, of course, Kim. You know, mm. that's my era. Foxy, Queen Latifah, Lauryn mm. Hill. You know, things like that. I like I like what the females, what we doing now in rap. You know, it's a lot of females doing a thing, and I love it, and I respect it. And any type of way of fashion, I could f- show love. That's what I do. Yeah. Even though some females make it hard, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Um. my previous guest was from Compton, so I asked him naturally, like, what did Pac mean to L.A.? But being from Brooklyn, being from Lafayette, God, I was like, what did Biggie mean 
to hip hop in New York City and more importantly Brooklyn? Man, Biggie to this day, you know, it's it's still touching, you know, especially as March, you know what I'm saying? We just gave it up on your birthday. On my birthday. Big, on yeah. your birthday, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, big, you know what I'm saying? Like so being from that area, you know, it it was monumental because it's like we know this person, you know, this person made it and made it and then it was all over and, and that fast and so young. So it's yeah. like it's it's so like like a red herring to even like with pop smoke because it's like mm. damn every time we feel like it's lit it just the the yeah it gets deflated in yeah the sense, you right? know yeah. so it's like I don't know is and I'm not saying like you know Biggie is the only one from you know you got Jay Z you got Fab you mm-hmm. got other bad best I have a lot of you know spitters yeah. you know my my favorite Brooklyn artists of all time me personally they're not from. Uh, Bedside, they're from Brownsville, MOP. Oh, yeah. I've always admired uh what what I admired about MOP besides the energy, I admire that they keep the original, original hip hop format exactly. where they where they punch each other in exactly. and they're like first family, like together. Exactly. Cause that was like the original hip hop sound, and they were able to resonate on it on the new records. Uh, so shout out to MOP, Lil Fame. And, and, and the whole fam. Uh, so we have a project coming out. What do we have uh, in store well, for Waters? Right now I have can I call you Waters now. lyrics? Or is just what? You, you I'm going to call you Waters lyrics. Yes, you can call me Waters lyrics. Okay. What do we, we have coming out? We have a project out? out right now. It's called Heartfelt. You know, it's on my website. It's in, you can hit the link in my bio. It's on that piv. Mm-hmm. I have a, I dropped that right now for the fans until my EP come out. You mm-hmm. know, that's going to be on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? It's the Premonition 2. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what I have in store. I'm on Project Heat right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Project Heat. Everybody I'm working with, the family, they good money. I love them over there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Pop. Shout out to Sean. Yeah. You know? Shout out to the whole team. You know, the episodes is out now. It'll mm-hmm. be on YouTube soon. You know, I'm just working. I'm doing, you know, shows, yeah. studio, you know, just making my rounds, doing what I love to do. You know, that's most importantly, keeping, making it fun, yeah. you know, not Keeping so it interesting. Exactly. All right. So give it up one time for the winner of the New Artist Spotlight Concert Series, Waters in the building. Make sure you follow her at Waters. Underscore lyrics. Underscore lyrics. I'm there for Miss Amdez. What, what song are we going to hear right now? Uh... Do you have my music? I'm going to have it, yes. By the time this airs on Sunday, I'm going to have it. Okay, so, yes, so. whatever you fruition in your mind, well, that's what's going to play right now. Tonight, I want to um drop my new song. It's called Pop That. It's produced by DJ Roy Boy. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's going to be on the Premonition 2. You know, so I want to um drop that tonight if, you know, if they... Yeah, I mean, we're going to Sugar Daddies after Sugar this. Sugar Daddies. So there will be Facts. definitely some joints popping that shit <laughs> in the fucking club for my goddamn <laughs> birthday. It's going down. The infamous Amadeus. Water's in the building. We're right back on the infamous hour yeah. alright we back here on the infamous hour if you watch the infamous hour on Spotify uh, iTunes iHeartRadio Google Podcasts and of course YouTube go to my YouTube account youtube.com slash Films, where you can subscribe to the infamous hour and watch all the latest episodes and interact with us especially on live 89FM uh, Sundays at 8pm this is when we debut the episodes of the infamous hour now each and every week we have a special sponsor of the infamous hour and because Shy Boogie smokes so many blunts a day it always ends up being somebody in the weed industry now for those of you that know me personally you would ass- or if you don't know me personally you would assume that I'm a big weed head but I'm not anymore I fucking quit about like fucking 10 years ago because I was getting paranoid off of the bud 
I was smoking green. It was Rastafari shit. Then the haze came out. It was all good until the shower came out. My heart rate went up to 17 fucking thousand. And I couldn't fucking... Oh, the headband. Shout out to the headband. Headband ruined my whole goddamn weed experience. The headband ruined my my weed experience. And I was getting the headband from my man. He was growing it in his fucking crib. So that should have been the sign to not get it. But I was from the streets. I just got it anyway. He had the low fucking number. All right, right in front of me, we have today's sponsor, uh, Zone One in the building. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going? Everything's great. Um, so I got to try one of these cookies. It, it was a, it was a, for me, it was a great experience. But I should not took it on my job. <laughs> if you're gonna try Zone One, make sure that you are a fucking professional because I'm not a professional. I'm a fucking rookie, and I was high as fucking shit. I was slumped in the goddamn corner for about seventy five fucking minutes, and I had to drink Hennessy to bring this down. If you're like super high, does the liquor kind of level it in a sense? Like, is it hand to hand? What you would say? Yeah. Definitely The the, the Hennessy uh, Should someone like Hennessy uh, uh, Vodka Like does it matter Is there like a certain choice That would go with it Vodka Go, go with the vodka Alright so shout out to everybody That drink vodka I used to drink vodka uh, Back in the day And um, I went to Boston I've never said this here On the infamous side But I went to Boston um, And they have like The Cheers bar In Boston So they got the Cheers bar After the show And I, I went to the uh, To the bar And I ordered a Corona and there was this like big diesel Brock Lester the neck white motherfucker next to me. And he said, and he said this like very seriously. He's like, what are you, a pussy? And I'm for the Bronx. Like, I'm like, fuck you talking to like that. He's like, you're drinking piss water, you pussy. Let me get you a man's drink. And he gave me a Samuel Adams. Oktoberfest, Samuel Adams. And ever since that day, Zone One, I swear to you, I have never drink white liquor again. Round of applause for that. It's been, been Hennessy. Hennessy has ruined my life. So so back to the weed. So we have this uh, this animated uh, cookie monster joint. Yes. Uh, the marketing behind that is, is marvelous. Did, you, did, uh, did the people that did this, did they put it that way, like from the marketing perspective with the red eyes and the cookie monster type of thing? Oh, no. We, definitely um, an idea that, you know, I, actually, be honest with you, I was trying to get sued. Oh, so you were trying to get sued. I was trying to get sued. Holy shit. Exclusive on the infamous album. That, that was the plan. Yeah. To, to try to get sued. <laughs> fucking, fucking great, bro. Um, well, because if, if I get sued, then that's exposure, like, unbelievable. Yeah, then the exposure. You were explaining to me a little bit off air that you're on the marketing side yeah. of, you know, the distribution of the legal products, wherever they are legal. Um, But I find it interesting that you're in D.C., and is it legal in D.C., the capital of the United States? Is it legal to have dispensaries there? Um, what we have is a gift shop. Okay, gift shop. We're on the yes. for that motherfucker. So in D.C., you're allowed to give away products. Oh, so you're allowed to give away the products. Okay. Yes. Um, I kind of noticed that this is kind of like uh, cascading now here into New York because I, I go to the Aki's and they got weed inside the Aki store. But this Aki... Store, it's not like weed that gets you high. What is it for the people that don't know? What is the difference between CBD and THC? All right, CBD is for um, medical use only. Mm-hmm. And does it affect THC you? THC is to get you high. It affects you differently, like the CBD, um, as far as the THC. So you don't get high, but do you feel like a head rush or is it just like kind of calming? To be honest with you, I've never smoked CBD in my life. That is an honest man right there. Round of applause for this guy right here. So, so, so we have Zone One has a bunch of different products. Talk about the products that you guys uh, offer. OK, 
Okay, so we have um, the Zone 1 Vape Card. So it um, comes in a half gram. It's um, pure distillate. Mm-hmm. Um, nine, over 90%. Um, has no cuts, no additives, um, no glycol, glycerin. Just straight THC. Mm-hmm. So. so we have the vape card, we have the cookies. What else do we have? Um, I got the um, hard candies, gummies, um, Rice Krispie treats. Uh, what's that? Brownies. Mm-hmm. For for someone that has never tried an edible, should they be afraid to ingest the edible? Or is it like 100% safe? Or like what could they expect when like maybe taking a Rice Krispie treat or taking a gummy? Expect to be really high. <laughs> <laughs> what what is a safe amount to to digest for someone that doesn't smoke? Let's say like how much should they take if you if they get a cookie or they get a, a gummy? I would try twenty five percent of it. Twenty five percent of it. All right, that, that's good. So for you uh, bozos out there, don't do like me and take the whole fucking hundred milligrams of the goddamn weed and end up slumped in, in this motherfucker. All right, <laughs> get up for Zone One in the building. All right, so we'll, if somebody want to get in contact with you, how to get in contact with you? Where the locations or the dispensaries or the gift shops? Yes, the um, gift shops are all in Washington D.C. in the Northwest area, um, twenty two oh six Eighteenth Street, Northwest D.C. That's our new sneaker store. Um, we got fourteen twenty six Park Road, Northwest DC. That right there. That's our flagship gift shop. Mm-hmm. The flagship joint. Yeah, yeah. Um, nineteen oh eight Ninth Street, Northwest DC. Um, that's the house that I built. Mm-hmm. So that's not like your personal baby in there, right? Yeah. Uh, that's where we get the cookie monster at, right? Well, you get them in all of, okay. all of the locations. But that's where we're going to get the good, the, the shit with the extra sprinkles of... Uh... No, nah, that's just the location that I had to build by brick. All right. Brick by bit. All right, that's know, dope. All right, give it for Zone 1 in the building. Right, you want to hear a record right now? Live right now, what you want to hear? Yeah. Um, let me hear something from Pop Smoke. All right, let's get R. it for R. Pop Smoke. All right, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. This is the infamous album. I'm host of the infamous album. We'll be right back after this Pop Smoke record. <laughs> 